Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. If you've ever come down to Las Vegas, one of the fun things to do is see some of the really good tribute artists, and there's a lot out of them. You've heard of people doing Frank Sinatra and, of course, Elvis Presley, Neil Diamond, but there's a fantastic artist that you got to see. Her name is Cookie Watkins, and when you listen to her and look at her, you're thinking Tina Turner. I mean, she's just incredible, the show she does on there. Cookie, welcome. Uh, has Tina always been kind of an idol to you growing up? Well, not really. It was just by chance that I, um, you know, I did my studies uh, in music in New York when right after high school. And uh, I used to have little bands and write music and stuff. And then the age of the 80s came along and everybody was getting a record deal, a record contract. So I was trying to do the same thing everybody else was doing. Cindy Lauper was a good friend of mine. You know, I knew uh, Deborah Harry and all of those, I guess, the pre- and post-rocker females. And uh, I said, you know, I'm going to put a band together and see what I can do and get a deal. Well, I did that and record companies came to see me. And they approached me and said, we would love to sign you, but you remind us too much of Tina Turner, and she was never a successful recording artist. So (laughs) that was like, what? Wow, really? (laughs) But anyway, I didn't get, I did eventually get a record deal. I had, as a matter of fact, I had three. But um, uh, people just thought that I was so much like her. You know, because I think my range as a singer, because I originally wanted to be an opera singer. So I just took the opera chops and mixed it and added a little edge to it, you know, and there there was, you know, and I just happened to, uh, I was very fortunate to um, sing on demos. And it just so happens that one of the demos went to Tina Turner. And she said, wait a minute. You know, and this is what I was told mm-hmm. before I met her. They said, she said, who, who is this singing? She sounds just like me. <laughs> and uh, they told her who I was and everything. And so she happened to come to New York and she was playing a theater called The Wits back in the 80s. That was a big rock place. And so, matter of fact, it was, well, yeah, it was like 1980. And uh, she wanted to meet me. 
because she just thought it was so uncanny that I had that same tone of voice, you know, and that that, that echo scream. So uh, there she was, and I went and I met her, and uh, it was funny because she laughed when she looked at me, and I was looking at her like, well, why are you laughing? You know, and she says, she says, oh, my goodness. She said, you don't just sound like me. You look like me, too. You know, and I said, okay, you know, but I mean, there was, and then I also had an opportunity to be in a uh, show, it was an off-road show, uh, called Beehive. Yeah. This was uh, uh, three ladies, uh, well, six ladies, three black, three white, and I happened to be one of the ladies that portrayed Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle, and Gina Turner. So it was like, I couldn't get away from it. Doing that show was brought me to Las Vegas because I had done the show for about four years in the States. Then we did one international tour, and then they decided to redo it again, and they wanted to bring it to Las Vegas. I had never been to Vegas, only one time to do a corporate uh, performance, and I said to myself, you know, I never really worked in Vegas. Why not? Let me try it out. And I did. That was almost 24 years ago, and I'm still here. Oh, we're so happy you are. I know you were a, a part of well, Legends, right, for, for a while. Where obviously I we're doing was on Legends off and on for about 20 years, yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just the fact that the, the people you do, not just Tina, but like you said, Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle, that's just the big power singers that I grew up with. I love that music. Right. And it doesn't surprise me that you did study opera and classical because mm-hmm. really the, the stuff they sing isn't just a gift from God. It is. But but it's also, you got to really sing, right? I mean, that's something you don't just oh, get no, out there. You really there. have to sing. That's nothing you can get away with. That's like that's not a karaoke not a fun night. That That is just <laughs> demanding, demanding vocals. And you have to keep your chops going. You know, you really have to know what you're doing, you know, because you can hurt yourself vocally and stuff. But uh, as it, you know, I was always known as the little girl with this woman's voice. You know, people at one point, uh, my brother actually sang with Duke Ellington back in the 70s. And he would have such a fun, uh, you know, just a, a, not a gimmick, but he would run back and grab me. On uh, in the dressing room and bring me in on stage to sing. Wow. And when I would come out and sing, they said, oh my God, that's got to be a midget. <laughs> no no, no child could sing like that. You know, and stuff. But I mean, it, it, was, it was my voice and God bless, knock on wood, the same voice I've had all those years, I still have. Yeah, so well, they call you, what I understand, uh, correct me if this is wrong, Iron Throat, huh? <laughs> Iron Throat, that's it, uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, first of all, Duke Ellington, what better person to bring you out there, right? I mean, what greater yeah. music legend? Oh, yeah, what a, what a, you know, I did not realize at the time, I, I was like, I, as a matter of fact, I was miserable because I would have to sit and listen to Count Basie, uh, Louis Armstrong, I, Sammy Davis Jr., all of these people, Sarah Vaughn, you know, uh, uh, what's the stormy, uh, Lena Horn. Yeah. All of these people, and I would sit in the dressing room with them and talk to them, you know, and they would ask me, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? Are you going to sing like your brother? And I said, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and um, I didn't realize then that the people I were around, 
because when I tell people this story now, they look at me and say, do you realize who you were around as, as a child and who you, you know, got to just walk side by side and listen to and, you know, learn the staging and everything from those. They said those were, those were some of the original entertainers, you know, of our time. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I guess so. Because it has, it really, you know, it just helped that I had that education Right, yeah. Hands on. Well, do you, you know, think it helped you too that the fact that you weren't because you you know you didn't realize except the, the royalty you were dealing with oh, that you yeah. could just sit there and kind of listen and, and really take it in without oh, being sure. just caught up. Oh yeah. sure, because just like I said, all of my friends were run you know listening to Motown and, and going to dances, and I'm sitting in a the, uh, theater watching Count Basie. <laughs> watching the television and, and Sarah Vaughn singing and stuff and I'm going oh boy what 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 a great time I'm happy but it that just like I said that hands on education has helped me become the performer that I am today let's meet Cookie Watkins I'm impersonating Tina Turner yeah <laughs> I've been doing this so long I mean long enough to have five grandkids okay so that's how long I've been doing this Singing in front of people to me is the most natural part of my existence. I can sing anywhere, in front of anybody. I have no fear because I'm so comfortable with what I do. Let's give it up for Miss Tina Turner! Hey, everybody, how you doing? I can get my son to stand from the touch of your hand. Makes my paws react Well, it's only a thrill Boy meeting girl I've said it's a track It's physical Only logical You must try to ignore That it means more than that Tina Turner a run for her money. I couldn't think of a better way to start this show. That was awesome. You rock. I would love to see you and Tina in a Tina Turner off. Right now, there's Tina Turner impressionists all over the country hanging up their wigs because you are the next best thing to Tina Turner. Great job. Everybody, there's Tina Turner! 
you know, and people don't, you know, you mentioned Beehive, but you've been in a lot of uh, stage musicals, I understand, oh, with God, Guys yeah. and Dolls, Sweet oh, Charity. I was in Hair, I lived in Madrid, I was in Hair. In New York, I was in a, uh, one of the sub-companies of Sweet Charity. And, uh, oh, God, I've, I've done more things than I can think about sometimes. When, um, and, and even as a recording artist, I sang on numerous rock albums of Foreigner, Deborah Harry, Jay Giles Band. And I used to be a background singer for Fixie Robinson, which meant I got to open up for Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> Foxy, I mean, just—I mean, it's never—it's never stopped. What a great I life! I mean, you've been yeah. all over the place. I, it, oh my God, yes. And you like the fact that, you know, you're not limited strictly to one genre. I mean, people that come and see you as Tina Turner think, oh my God, this is all she sings. They have no idea. No, they have no idea. No, until they Google me. <laughs> you yeah. know, and that's the funny thing. That's my new my new calling card when people say, oh, and I said, oh, well, I'm a singer. They say, well, if you ever done anything we know, I said, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Why don't you just Google me <laughs> and see? I was one of the singers that uh, actually did the first WF wrestlers when they used to, when they produced CDs. Yeah. And I was one of the first singers. It was an album uh, produced by uh, Rick Derringer. And Cindy Lauper was one of the producers. You, you know, know, I, I remember that. I remember that as, oh, a, as yeah. a kid watching, you know, wrestling and saying, and uh-huh. I remember hearing that and, and going, this actually was good. Oh, remember, remember Jive Mo? Well, they used to guy the Slick. He used to have the yeah. uh, Coco Beware. Yeah. Uh, uh, King Kong Bundy. This, we're talking about that era. Yeah, and, no, and that uh, was great. I mean, you, you yeah. did, because Rick Derringer, I think Gene Okerlund did one of his, his song, you know, the rock and roll hoochie coo. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. kind of cool that so they really took it seriously. Huh? I mean, they actually Pardon? put good music oh, no, out. that was there. Let me tell you something. That was the beginning of what it's become now with the big pomps and circumstances of the entrance. It was like the entrance music. And it really yeah. got the fans hyped up because it used to be a time they'd just call a wrestler and the wrestler just walk out, you know. But now it's a big uh, song and dance. Yeah, and I did the first. I did the first CD. Wow, that is fantastic! What a career! That's not the only other athlete uh, participation. I also was the singer on all the Blooper uh, and Blundered uh, CDs oh. or DVDs. I said I sing on all that for Sports Illustration. Wow! And these were just my little, you know, recording sessions that I would get called for at two o'clock in the afternoon when I was living in New York, and I had no idea that these things were going to, you know, yeah. at one day, and one day they would really be significant, and people would go, "Oh my goodness, you that was you!" And I go, "Yeah, it was me. How about that?" <laughs> yeah, Cookie, I think you got a book or maybe a documentary in your future. I mean, this I is really interesting. I've, I've been asked, I've been asked people ask, they said, you need to write all this stuff down. And I say, yeah, I guess I could one day. But, you know, I'll let, let the politicians write their books. I, I want to ask you something. I always ask these people that are, because there are some, and they're all in Vegas, it seems, that really do these great tributes, uh-huh. and you're certainly one of them. When uh-huh. you do something like that, do you actually try to, you know, find your inner Tina, or is it the idea that you sing like her? Okay, I'm just going to go out and do no, this. You don't, no, it's it's finding the inner Tina. It is finding the inner Elvis. It's, it's really you. First of all, it, it behooves me that you have some people who don't even know 
he had no history knowledge of the character that they do. Yeah, that's and ridiculous. It and it shows. But I have, just like I said, I've been blessed that every time Tina has come to Las Vegas because of uh, the, you know, the, the association from yeah. the days of New York, I've always given a VIP pass, tickets, and I, I've watched, I've seen every show when she came, you know, come. Yeah. And uh, you have to do, I mean, there's some people that I, you know, like some ladies that I know that do uh, Celine Dion, and I said, well, have you ever seen her? She said, oh, no. I just look <laughs> at the videos. I said, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> you know, how do you do, how do you, I mean, for those, unfortunately, that have passed on, I can understand. Right. But if you're doing a character that is still vile or you could have had an opportunity to see them, you should go and see them. See what they do on stage. See how they walk. See how they talk. See, you know, how they uh, they think. I mean, all of that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, I mean, even the ladies that do Tina Turner that I know, they've never seen them. That's crazy. Because don't you kind of have to go see their, you know, cookie and see, to kind of pick up that personality? Because that's a big part of this, too. I mean, you have to become her, in other words, really to do this. You have to become her. And then, just like I said, my whole, I'm very famous for saying, getting still Tina's only says this, uh, and she only did it for a couple of years. When she was already on stage, she would say, okay, are you ready for me? You know, yeah. and I said, that line is going to be my calling card. And that's what I would do before I would walk on stage. I and I have the mic, you know, on, and I'll holler around. I want to know one thing. Are you ready for me? <laughs> and, you know, I would get the audience going before they even see me. You know. Yeah. But, I mean, just like I said, those are the little tricks and things that you learn over the years from just going to concerts and just seeing what people do. Yeah. You know? And, you know, it's so important because that energy, I remember seeing Tina Turner when she had just gone solo from when she uh-huh. left Ike sure. in the Venetian room in San Francisco at the Fairmont Hotel. And it was, you know, you start out like that. Hotel. You're kidding. And that's when she did Disco Inferno. Yeah, and that energy is just so, and, and that's mm-hmm. what you've got in your show. That energy oh, yeah. that is unique, really. You know, it is a unique thing out there. Uh, just fantastic. And my favorite song, which is the old John Fogarty song, "Proud Mary." Uh, of course, that's how you do. Uh, that's usually your final song, isn't it? That's my final song, and because everybody's been waiting, and I always, and I set it up so perfectly because I do simply the best before I do "Proud Mary." So. Simply the best is like an anthem. So I get the audience all going, and they're so excited that they're on their feet singing, Simply the best. And then it's almost like, you've been a lovely audience, and blah, blah, blah. And they go, huh? Yeah. So like, wait a minute. And then I said, oh, I almost forgot. And then the guitar player will go into, doom, 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 doom. And next one they get, I got them. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. They're really going. And then after the big, you know, uh, finale of that I come back with Nutbush wow know? yeah that was a great Bob Seger song yeah great oh, song yeah I, come back, yeah I come back with Nutbush so I mean I really have strategically worked on my presentation with the song selection you know as like a lot of people don't know that her comeback song they think it was what's love got to do with it but it was not it was let's stay together yeah, that was her. Come, that was when she came back, uh, you know, as recording artist and stuff. So I mean, I have all of those songs 
in there, and I have a little section where I do the songs from movies, and I'll do uh, Hero from uh, Thunderdome, and then I'll do, um, uh, oh my goodness, what's the other one? Because uh, my mind's gone now. You got me going here. Uh, well, I do Hero, and I'll do uh, What's Love, you know, because that's from, that was actually from the movie, right. you know, and uh, that's you know, yeah, I, break, I, break, I do the show in sections, more or less. It's all one piece, but it's in sections where I break up. And I'd like to sometimes talk about her life. Yeah. When she performed those songs. Like, what was going on in her life? I kind of educate. Uh, I, I guess my show was almost like a documentary. <laughs> a yeah. documentary performance. Of and, Tina Turner. Yeah, and by, by doing the songs the way you do, you kind of hold the audience in your hand. You take them on this trip, and you really oh, get you to know them. you take them on a trip. You take them on a Tina Turner trip, you know. And then, oh, I know the other song I do was. I don't know what that offers, because a lot of people don't know it, but Acid Queen. Oh, yeah, from, from the, the Who. Tommy. Yeah, right. Yeah, from the movie Tommy. So I'm just saying, you know, she's done. And, of course, GoldenEye. But see, now when I go to Europe, that's when I put all those songs out, because they really know those songs over there. You yeah. know, they love that the Golden Eye and I mean Golden Eye over there is like Proud Mary. Uh to them in Europe and in Australia, uh Nutbush is like their Proud Mary. Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing <laughs> what people just the different songs that different people, you know, what they like. I have gotten the honor from Tina Turner and her management that if she was not able to do jobs, which she is retired now. Yeah. She would tell, you know, the office would tell them, you need to contact Cookie Watkins. They said she's the next best thing to Tina you're ever going to see. Which, plug, uh, you know, I was also on the, I was a finalist on that show about nine years ago called The Next Best Thing. And uh, it was on ABC. It was just a summer pilot mm-hmm. show. And the judges, it was so funny when I came into audition, they said to me, um, and if you go on YouTube, you can see some footage uh, of it, and they said to me, they said, we saw 50 Tina Turners, and they said, and we just think that they also just hang up their wigs now, <laughs> then we see you, you know, and I said, no, everybody can do what they do, the best way they can do it is fine, you know, I just know that my heart is really in it, and my soul. And Absolutely. I know when I come on that stage, that's it. I take no prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. A great talent. Cookie, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you.